Good morning and welcome to the Be The One You Need podcast. This is your host, Sophia Nelson. And there is a lot going on in the world on this Sunday, August 15th, 2021. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today on our self-care Sunday uh, episode about managing your emotions, managing your emotions. One of the most important things about self-care that, again, I wish I had learned earlier in life. Young people who listen to me, uh, take this stuff to heart. Sit and talk with your elders, sit and talk with your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, if you're blessed to still have them, with your mom, with your dad, with older siblings, because we actually know some stuff. And not from a place where we want to talk down to you or, or think that you don't know some things too. That's not the case. But I really want to talk to you about managing your emotions because one of the things that we are seeing right now in real time during the pandemic, uh, particularly as the pandemic ravaged in 2020 and continues, unfortunately, in 2021, mental health, uh, suicide, depression, uh, isolation, breakdowns, uh, breakups, People are struggling with their mental health and wellness. And it all stems from an inability to manage your emotions properly. Now, you're saying to me, Sophia, how do I manage my emotions? What does that even mean? Well, some of it's a little bit common sense. You know, one of the things my paternal grandmother taught me so much in life, uh, as you all know, the woman code was really all her. I just took it in and gave it back to all of you years after she passed away. But when I think about her again with a sixth grade education, super smart, read the paper every day, her generation, greatest generation, you know, um, she wasn't an educated woman, but she was really smart because she read, because she listened, because she always wanted to learn something new. And she was really good at managing her emotions. I never saw her Uh, do things that we do so often in this modern time, you know, never yelling at people, never flipping out, never melting down, you know, being a child of the Great Depression probably shaped her and in a profound way, just as those who grew up outside of the world of World War II and the Korean War and, and, and through the civil rights movement and the women's rights movement in Vietnam. And so, Those of us living in this time are shaped by different forces, unfortunately. We're not in this uh, public square the way that my parents and my grandparents were in the sense that there was an American community that truly all came together. Uh, They would help with the USO efforts. They would never fight over vaccines. They would never fight over something that had to do with their public health. They would help feed people when they're hungry. And yes, we have those that do those things now. I do. Many of you do. But hear my heart on this. When you manage your emotions, it means that you're focused, okay? And it means that you understand that just like when a storm comes through. Last night, a storm came through here in Virginia. And it woke me up about probably oh, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and my first instinct is always to look at the patio uh, on the ring camera in the back and make sure that the big, nice umbrella hasn't taken off and become some type of missile uh, to do some harm. 
and uh, to make sure that it was anchored down. But when storms come, right, when storms come through uh, our communities, uh, at the beach, uh, you see it all the time as we enter uh, hurricane season that you have to hunker down, you have to get some things done, you gotta make sure the windows are secure, you gotta make sure that things are anchored down, and then you ride it out, and then when it's over, you get out and you assess the damage and then you rebuild, okay? Now, I want you to keep the metaphor of a storm in mind because life is 100% like a storm. They sneak up on you. Uh, sometimes they come without warning. Sometimes you do have warning. You have no idea how much damage is going to be done. But the one thing we know about storms is that you have to keep your cool, you have to keep your head, and you have to have a plan of action both before, during, and after. Well, that's what you have to do every day when you manage your life and your emotions and your feelings. And we're in a culture now, and I know I'm not breaking news here because people talk about this all the time, but I'm distressed by what I see on social media right now in real time as I'm talking to you. Uh, People are fighting about Afghanistan. People are fighting about whether or not this is the United States' fault, and did we abandon an ally, and what are we going to do now, and who do we blame? Is it Bush? Is it Obama? Is it Trump? Is it Biden? And any moment that you get on social media, people are just dumping. They are uh, pushing their emotions out in ways that are most of the time pretty irresponsible, I know I've lost my cool a time or two and sent a tweet or two that I wish I could have gotten back after I sent it. Because when you're out of control emotionally and you haven't thought things through before you open your mouth and you haven't allowed yourself the moment of peace to say, well, let me think about what I really want to say here or how I really want to react to this or how I really want to respond to this. And what's happening is one of the reasons that we have so much stress and distress right now in our lives collectively as individual human beings, as couples, as families, is because we no longer manage our emotions. We just say what we want to say. We just throw it on out there. We drop bombs. We throw bombs. We don't care who it hits. And worse, once we've had our say... We often don't allow others to have their say. And what we do is we cut off, we block, we get pissed off, and then we want to just check out. Folks, this kind of conduct, this kind of poor communication, this type of lack of courageous conversation, first with yourself and with others, is is wreaking havoc on our emotional well-being And when I talk about managing your emotions, I want to give you a few things and then we're done. It's not going to be a long podcast uh, today, Uh, but I did want to get on and encourage you. One, number one, number one, you ready? Get these down, tweet them, share them, post them, meme them, do whatever you want. But I think the most important thing about managing your emotions, and by the way, this is an everyday thing. This isn't a once a week thing a once a month thing, a once every six months or every year thing. This is an everyday thing. So the first thing you have to do every day is manage how you wake up. Manage how you wake up, meaning do not wake up angry. Do not wake up in chaos. Do not wake up 
uh, in fear, do not wake up with a bunch of noise and drama and upset around you. You have got to set aside. If you have to get up 15 minutes earlier than everybody in the house, 30 minutes earlier, take a walk. Get still. Just have your tea or your coffee quietly before everybody else starts moving in your house. Do something. Stretch. Do something small for you. Write in a journal. Whatever you like. Listen to some soft music. Play your guitar. Whatever it is that you like to do. For me, it is prayer and it is just getting centered before I get up because I know the noise is coming. I know the phone starts pinging. I know 50 people want a piece of me. You have to manage your morning first every day of your life. Number two, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about managing your emotions in a time of very high stress. We're worried about COVID. We're worried about wars. We're worried about a whole lot of things that impact us directly and indirectly. I have a young niece who is an active duty medic attached to one of our rapid deployment units in the United States military. We are not doing so hot over here right now because we know that this Afghanistan thing is going to erupt in the wrong direction. It already has. We're going to end up having to send a lot more troops when we wanted to withdraw. We don't want her anywhere near that place. We don't. So we're stressed. We're upset. I found myself yelling the other day at the top of my lungs, just screaming because I was so upset with her for not going to college when she could have. I was so upset with her for not taking another course. She could have done anything she wanted, but she wanted to serve and she wanted to serve an active duty. And for that, I love her and I admire her, but now I'm afraid. So the second thing we have to do after we manage our emotions in the morning every day, every day you got to have a routine and a ritual of self-care in the morning. The second thing you have to do is you have to have someone whether it's your spouse, your best friend, your sibling, your tribe, whatever it is, you have to have someone that you can confide in and someone you can talk to, someone you can share your most vulnerable emotions with, be your most authentic self with, and just be able to get it up and out and have somebody that's going to listen, not judge you, not try to give you all kinds of advice, but just somebody that can listen to you, who loves you, who's team you, who cares about you. We need to be able to talk about how we feel. We need to be able to have someone to share that cup of coffee with, that conversation with, that meal with. A lot of what happened during the pandemic was people were isolated. They couldn't see their family. They couldn't see their friends. They couldn't do girls night or guys night. They could do none of that. And there are a lot, a lot, a lot of single people in this country. That's something that I want to do more work on because one in six American adults is single, married, no children. And that number is something we've never seen before. Uh, People got married in their 20s. People had children in their 20s. and, and, And that was the way it was done forever and ever and ever. And 100 years ago, it was earlier than that. It was in your teens when this happened. Now we're delaying marriage to our 30s, late 30s, 40s, even 50s. And uh, 
um, that delay has consequences. It means a lot of people are alone for a really long time. And so you've got to make sure that you have people around you that you can talk to, that you can be honest with. And the third thing about managing our emotions is making sure that we are in tune with how we feel, what we want, what we need, what's missing, uh, what we want more of, less of. I posted the other day, and, and sometimes, you know, you, you just post and you're, you're just talking, and you don't realize that it's going to resonate with, I think that tweet got 75,000 likes and, and like, you know, 50,000 retweets and, and something like 5,000 comments. And I said something as simple as, um, you have to determine how much of other people's energy you want around you. I have a friend, a soror, by the way, who I adore, but her energy's hard for me. Um, and as I've gotten older and I'm, you know, kind of just slowing down, not slowing down in the sense that something's wrong, but just slowing down. It's what happens if you live long enough and you've been through as much hell as I've been through. And a lot of people have been through, you learn to, you want some quiet and some peace and her energy is always insane. And it's like a bulldozer in a china shop and it's all the time it's non-stop and I just don't like the energy but I like her and I have to make sure that the uh, great trick I learned from my Steve Mar- uh, my friend Steve Maribali who was a great guest on this podcast and if you didn't hear that podcast you need to listen to it uh he was my book launch person and I love Steve he's great And we talked a lot about this, uh, and he talked about how on his phone he has names for people. Like, don't answer this call. Uh, This person will drain you. Maybe talk to them later. Like, he has these code names that he puts on people's names and numbers so that when they come up, he can make a decision whether or not he's equipped that day, whether or not he's got the capacity. I always say, and my mom looks at me like I'm insane when I say I'm overstimulated and I have to step back for a moment. I understand that now that I need to catch my breath. And so the third thing I want you to do is to understand how much other people's energy impacts you and how it impacts you and whether or not it's good for you. Because part of self-care and part of being the one that you need is knowing what you need. Let me say that again. Part of self-care, a big part of it, is understanding how other people's energy impacts you whether for good or for bad there are people I love to be around I just like sitting and watching them move I like their calm I've got one friend uh, and she's a newer friend uh, friend of another good friend but I like her energy and I like having her around because she's calming the way she speaks is calming she's a mom she's a total mom and she's got that mom energy. It is uh, nurturing. It's caring. It's sweet. We need more of that kind of energy in the world. All of us do. And so I'm being very intentional about who I have around me um, and and how much they can be around me. And so let me recap. Uh, the first thing that you have to do, uh, folks, is understand that uh, we are dealing with a lot of stress right now. We're dealing with a lot of emotional stress, a lot of uh, financial stress, a lot of relational stress. And we are in this space right now where uh, 
we have to take care of ourselves. So the first thing you have to do is, as my friend Dr. Cindy Trim says, command your morning. That's number one. Manage your morning. Manage your morning. The second thing is that you have to do, folks, and, and we talked about this, is you have to get someone that you can confide in, have conversation with, and talk to. And then number three, what we just talked about, is the ability of you to understand the impact other human beings have on you. Because be clear, we're all energy. All of us has energy. Good energy, light energy, radiating energy, uh, not so good energy, foul energy, angry energy, toxic energy, uh, loving energy, kind energy. It's all there. Your job when you're talking about your self-care and being what you need is to be aware. Your job is to understand and to take responsibility for your own needs, your own wants, your own desires, and go from there accordingly. It took me a long time to learn. It's not about other people. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be how they're going to be. But when they're in my space, when they're in my house, if you're coming to stay with me and whatever it is, you're going to have to live by my rules and by the energy that I want. I'm not going to have a bunch of upset with me. I will block folks quick on social media some guy came on yesterday and was starting drama just picking a fight he was just in a fighting mood and that happens a lot when you are someone who's in the news when you are um a journalist when you're a writer people don't always agree with you people don't always like you and that's okay i'm okay with that but don't come at me with your knife out or with your guns blazing and give me that funky energy because I'm going to shut it down real quick. And people have seen me do that and I will continue to do it because I just don't have time to manage it. Because anytime you are around someone who is not operating on the same vibration as you, and I'm not trying to get all deep, you know, um, uh, what they call metaphysical here. I'm not trying to be all Deepak Chopra on you or anything like that or, or Eckhart Tolle. No, that's not my cup of tea. What I am saying, however, is that you have to be cognizant of people because there are energy vampires. There are people who are toxic people. They don't mean to be. They don't even know they are, but they are. There are people who will take everything you got and give you nothing. There are people who will disrupt your peace and your quiet. They will push their shit on you. I have a member in my family that does this continuously. They push their shit on everybody else and then expect you to deal with it and then tell you they want peace. That's not acceptable. And you can't allow it. You got to have boundaries. You got to protect yourself. You have to manage your emotions. So that is our podcast today. I hope that I said something to help somebody somewhere. Uh, most of the people that listen to this podcast, we get the, the data points every week. The statistics are between the ages of 40 and 59, which doesn't surprise me. Because between those ages is when you're looking for your second act, when you're looking for your next life, when you're looking for the do-over, when you're looking for the shift, the pivot, for the, the reinvention of self. But I really want young people because the next largest group are people between 20 and 35. And I want you to learn this stuff now because if you can get this stuff now, the basic things I'm telling you that my guests share with you, if you can get it now, 
You're going to be a superstar at life and living because you're going to learn some stuff early. You're not going to have to go through all the pain and the drama. And you're going to find yourself in a much better place when you hit 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. So thank you again for all your support. Thank you for all the love. Uh, Make sure you watch the message that I recorded when I was in the Bahamas. We put it out yesterday morning. Um, I'm being very intentional about letting my hair down, literally. Got all my hair chopped off yesterday, by the way, because this menopause thing is really rough. We'll talk about menopause another time because, ladies, that's a big part of self-care. And getting through that period of your life is critical when you're married, when you're not married, when you're divorced, all that stuff, because you're going through a big change. And fellas, you need to hear that because your wives are going through it, your girlfriends are going through it, your mom, your siblings go through it. And you need to be supportive and understanding of what they're going through because it's huge. And I'm convinced men go through menopause as well. It's a different kind. Um, It's physical. It's emotional. It's called midlife and midlife is tough. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, I just wanted to come on and say, manage your emotions, take care of your EIQ. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling down, there are helplines, there are call numbers, just hit Google. How do I get help if I'm feeling depressed? How do I get help if I'm feeling suicidal? DM me. And I mean that. I've had people do it. Tell me and I'll get you help. So please take care of yourself. Pace yourself. Three things every day. Command your morning when you wake up. Have somebody you can talk to that you trust. And third and most importantly, evaluate and understand the impact other people's energy has on you and what you need to do about it. And if you can do those three simple things, you're going to be fine. You really will be. You really will be. All right. God bless you. Keep you until we meet again. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.